are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored this month by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. Uh, I cook for people for Shabbat, for Yontov. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. Um, I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my food adventures and my, with my great guests and all my exciting, uh, food, kosher food traveling and sharing of great recipe ideas with everyone. But I also want to hear back from you. So email me, Naomi at nachumsegel.com. If you've made something fantastic or you've eaten somewhere fantastic, let me know so I can make it or eat it. Um, and you, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. I'm pretty sure I covered all the groundwork there. So if you eat it, share it. Love to hear from everyone, and thank you to everyone who does uh, listen in. We had a great show last week, um, and we made our big announcement that I am going to cooking school. I'm very excited about that, and uh, we'll be sharing every week during the, sum, the, the summer month of July our segment called Naomi Goes to Cooking School, and I'll be sharing everything that I learned uh, at the uh, CKCA and uh, sharing that with everyone. Um, we have a really, really exciting and different show. we got always got to up the ante uh, on our shows a little bit, so I'm actually having my first musical guest. Yes, you heard it. Table for Two has a musical guest. His name is Cantor Mitch, and he's going to be joining us as well as Mr. Ilan Kornblum. Head CEO foodie of the world. Let me tell you, he has the biggest kosher foodie group to date. It must have pushing 11,000 fans on his private group. Um, we're going to be hearing from him and all the exciting food adventures that Ilan has been having. So I'm going to welcome our first guest, Cantor Mitch, all the way from... St. Paul, Minneapolis. St. Paul, Minneapolis. Okay, you, that's in the middle of the country, right? Yes, you Midwest. See? Little Aussie knows something. Midwest. Thank you so much. He actually came in special to be on our show today. Absolutely. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Thank you. And in, um, your publicist reached out to me right. um, telling me that you are not only a chazan, a cantor, you are also a chef. How perfect is that to have on Nachum Siegel Network? So, um uh, Cantor Mitch has written a cookbook. He calls himself the singing chef on the front of the book. Uh, with Kosher cuisine for a new generation with Cantor Mitch, the singing chef. Fresh, simple, entertaining. And that's what this book is. I absolutely love the book. It's really, I don't like when all the things run on one after the other. Mm-hmm. It's broken down step by step. One, two, three, four, five. Simple, easy, clear instructions. It's a pleasure to look at, and I love that, the fact that they've got colored pictures. Oh, gosh, the pictures we uh, we put a lot of time into. This is one of the rare, only kosher cookbooks. Most cookbooks have wine pairings. This book has song pairings because I like to blend the triangle of spirituality, music, and also food together as one unit. The last part of the book is called Bubby's Recipes, Bubby's Shabbat Recipes, and Bubby the Baker, which has all the traditional of the kreplach, the kanedelach, the matzah balls. I specialize in untraditional Jewish recipes. Okay. Chicken marsala, chicken piccata, tilapia alfredo, and so forth. There are soups, salads, there are eight different quiche recipes, six different sorbet recipes, and there's a free song download of different holiday songs for Hanukkah, Pesach, Shavuot, and Shabbat that comes free with this book. Oh, wow. So you're guaranteed two things. Absolutely. You're getting two things. Okay, let's bring it all back to the beginning. When did you become 
hand to Mitch, and then we'll talk about when you became chef. I started in New York City, where we are right now, um, a long time ago in my early 20s. I did a lot of off-Broadway, did a lot of bus and truck tours. What's a bus and truck tour? Well, when you have different uh, ads in Backstage Magazine, they're doing a revival of a chorus line, or The King and I, or Guys and Dolls. So I did that a number of years, and I waited table for two years, but it wasn't creative for me, and I love being creative, and I always cooked at home with my mom. So I got my first job at a restaurant called called East West Restaurant. It was a Japanese restaurant. I was a vegetable cutter for about a year and a half. And then I got another job as a short order cook. And that led to a second job and a third job. And finally, I became a prep chef and a sous chef. But I got the calling um, that I really wanted more spirituality in my life. Went all the way back to the seminary and school, graduated, got my first job in Hammond, Indiana at Congregation Beth Israel, was a chazan there for three years. And then at Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, very large conservative center almost 1,500 families at the wow. time, and I was there for 25 years. My kids graduated, went on to college, and said, Dad, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? And almost 30 years being in the Cantorette, working 65 hours a day full-time, cooking for my kids, cooking for my friends, making parties, I decided that I wanted to get back into show business, but I needed a shtick. And being the only <laughs> Cantor chef that I know uh, I, I, was... I, anybody else know, Ilan? Do you know? I do not know Liz. I know some people who think they can sing you know, in the <laughs> I sing in the shower not yes. in the kitchen yeah oh, this is excellent. so it, it, it'll be very very interesting we've been on television 11 times in the Twin Cities on all the different networks we were just at Fort Campbell in Kentucky I saw that, that you we went did to an a army whole base. army base it was a uh, spouse appreciation week for over 300 army wives we did a show of nine different recipes from the book itself I entertained with 15 different songs but these women weren't necessarily kosher they no, just no, no. wanted to have they wanted to have, food, and they wanted the made. information about what is kosher root, why, what makes this difference, what can you have to eat, what can you not have to eat, and how do these recipes uh, translate into what they want to do with their home. And I'm really big with family, so I want to include all the children, especially when you make like Israeli quiche. Kids got to dip their fingers in the batter and everything, and get everything rolling together. These recipes I wrote for my kids. Most of these recipes you can do in 30 minutes or less. I love that. I love the 30 minute or less. You know, as much as I love to patch in the kitchen and I love that challenge of a four bowl dish, mm-hmm. I need, I'm a busy working mom, either cooking for other people or right. recording a show on Friday. I need quick and easy and, and I think well, if quick, go, easy and gourmet. If you go to any of these webisodes that I make, chicken marsala. You have a webisode? Oh God, I have oh, four webisodes. That's chicken great. marsala, we've got oriental string beans, we have Israeli quiche and so forth. We always open up with this. Love to cook, love to sing, love life. And I go, hi, I'm Canner Mitch, the Canner Chef. And then I go through about what the product is that I'm doing, what makes it unique, what makes it kosher, how easy it is to prepare, and so forth. That is so great. You are so oh, entertaining. I'm it's like, fun. I'm speechless. This is terrific. Yeah. I wish Nakam was here. This is great. So, um, Cantamit, you're going to do a song for us? Oh, gosh, yes. I Wh- thought. What that- is the most. Yeah, you tell Go us. Ahead. I thought that we should do a song that everybody knows uh, that has to relate with food. What Jewish song relates to food? Artsa Alino. We have sown, we have plowed what we have not yet harvested yet. So we got. This is our first song on Table for Two played live in the studio on the Lower East Side. Atsahalino, 
Probably Erez Zabat Chalavudvash is probably another one. In land Erez of milk and honey. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, with milk and honey. Love. But you know Literally what really just had two weeks most ago. of the different things that I do, trying to take kashrut to so many different people that aren't Jewish and want to translate these recipes, everybody has one song that they all love. And they keep asking me to say, play the same song. When you dance in a chorus at somebody's wedding, you do have an agila. Right. So yeah. I just play that song. I play uh, Tzena Tzena. And I do different... Uh, genres of Jewish music that I think most of the non-Jews would love, relate to, and be able to understand, to connect. Food and music are so intertwined with each other. All Jewish camps are Ramon Herzl around the country. When the kids finish doing what they're doing, their Berkat Amazon is rock and roll. Right. It's I, like being in a Def Leppard concert. You know, you know what? We, I grew up in Australia. Yeah. I went to B'nai Kiva camp. Right. And benching was like a big deal. And everybody sang and sang together and really, really enjoyed it's you a know, fab, doing fantastic way. My, my family, every Shabbat we do, especially because it teaches one generation to the next. Our exactly. Kids are the the little one, exactly. And we need to know that she's doing benching properly, so we sing it together as a family. Right. Right. Sometimes my big kids roll their eyes. Like, we have to do a lot again. I'm like, yeah, because we got to teach the little Well, siblings. we now have something unique that we're offering. We hope to have the first kosher entertainment food show on the Cooking Channel in one year. We're going, we're in a regional tour right now in Madison and Milwaukee. Who's we? And so, Who's we? Well, I have a producer. I have a publicist. I have a publisher. I have PR people. Um, I have a lot of people that believe in me and believe in my project and the niche of bringing Kashrut and bringing something to a completely new generation. They're behind me a hundred percent everything is well funded we're getting corporate sponsorship to be able to make this move into the new levels that it has to be and we're just excited beyond belief about this what makes this all unique is that we used to do a service at temple of aaron at the congregation in saint paul called air shabbat live it was like what debbie freeman and what craig taubman do so i had this wonderful idea my producer bought into it we have what's called shabbat shell music of the Ochel, which is a shabbat of music and food i come to the congregation with my keyboard and I prepare, stuff, yeah, that's right. And what I do is I prepare two dishes from the actual cookbook itself. At night, we do the Arab Shabbat live service. And then I come back, offer my services to the synagogue itself, either as a chazan or a Torah reader, half Torah, whatever they need. And then at the end, they serve my dishes. They serve their dishes. I give a lecture or Devar Torah about kashrut in modern times, a new generation of kosher cooks. And then we come back at 6, 7 o'clock and do a Havdalah service. I have a suitcase all packed with percussion. Russian instruments for all the yellow team, all the kids, oh, and then we're so out nice. on a plane like at nine, ten o'clock it's at night. So interactive, I love that. We sent out press packets to one thousand eight hundred Reform and Conservative synagogues across the country. So next year we're going to be working a lot and gone a lot of weekends. Okay, I hope okay. your kids are big. You know, oh gosh, they are. I have a daughter who's going to be a nurse, finishing up the first two years. I have another son who is finishing up pre med for physical therapy. He has another three years, and my big boy Joshua is at the Jewish Theological seminary here. He's following in his father's footsteps. Oh, wow. Wonderful that, cousin. Where, where did you get your musical training from? I because got, your voice is beautiful. Even your you. speaking voice, right? You have a really Right? It's perfect for radio. Right? ZK, like we've heard a lot of voices over here and I'm sure you've done working with Nachum all 30-something years. You have a be- your regular... 
I had some fabulous voice teachers in Jacksonville, Florida, where I grew up. I got a full ride to Conservatory Cincinnati. I was an opera and composition major. But I wanted so much of Broadway. I left school after two years. My parents were not pleased with me, but they understood my aspirations and what I wanted to do, which led to doing, as I told you before, the different off-Broadway, the bus and truck tours, and so forth. And then they groomed me to go to cantorial school. So I was already an opera singer, and I'd already sang in the choir growing up up at the Jacksonville Jewish Center. It was a logical progression for me to be able to take spiritually and food, and now we put it all together in the triangle. You know what I love about this whole conversation? What's that? People always tell me that I'm really enthusiastic about everything I do. I'll match you you one for one. You (laughs) make me look like I'm quite anti, right? Like, I look quite anti. You are booming and bursting with enthusiasm for what you love to do, and that's amazing. Well, you know what, my friends, my friends limit me to only two cups of Starbucks. They say you're just, you. you if you get too much yeah. caffeine in you, you'll bounce that's off the walls. That's why I didn't offer you coffee. You know, <laughs> you know, no coffee for you, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, it's, it's unbelievable. I love what I do. I love bringing this, this genre. It's something new. It's something fresh. It's something that I think the new generation needs. Most people are not even considering Kashrut. I want to make it easy. I want to make it accessible, and I want to make it spiritual, and I want the new generation generation to understand that they can do these things, they can have meaning to their lives, they can have meaning to every single meal, have fun doing it, and do it easily by the recipes in this book. And at the same time while doing that, bop to some music. Let's go. Can okay. I get something? Let's do one more song. One more song? Let's do traditional. Abba, nagila, abba, nagila, abba, nagila, That's fantastic. It's so nice to have it's – it's a whole different genre for us today, uh, having music on our food show, because you have just linked it all together, That's intertwined it. I love it. A product that uh, National will not be able to turn down because nobody is doing this. There are many great chefs around. There are many good singers around. To blend it in Judaically and then to make this canter part of the spirituality is something that is so unique, so fresh, so different. You're doing this full-time? You're not, yes. you, you've given I up have, your chazan job? No, 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 no. I haven't quite yet. I have a part-time <laughs> synagogue in Minnetonka, Minnesota, at Shari Chesed. I also am one of the clergy at the uh, Old Age Home in uh, St. Paul and Minneapolis called Shalom Home. And that's one of the places that my mom stays in the assisted living. So I'm probably there almost every single Shabbat and every single Saturday. I go to my congregation first and Davin, and then I pick up and do the 1 o'clock service over at the assisted living. So I'm always doing stuff on weekends. It's hard for me to kind of get away. And I'm going back to my original congregation to do High Holidays. They have just given me a a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, appeal to be able to come back at a synagogue that I was at 30 years ago. Uh, they offered me uh, 
all kinds of good things. And I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Baruch, outside Hashem. Of, Baruch Hashem. Outside of Chicago. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to being able to travel more around the United States, to do Yuntiv in Hammond, Indiana, to be able to continue with my cantorial career, and but also to focus mainly on kosher cuisine for a new generation and Cantor Mitch, the Cantor Chef. I, I love this. I love I love your book. I love what you do. I love that you've taken all the traditional and changed it up a lot. Oh, gosh, yes. Your pictures are beautiful. Everything. Look, this is Cantor Mitch buying his meat at the local supermarket. That's that, right. Is that in St. Right. Paul? That's in St. Paul. It's, That's right. You know, I didn't know. And you have to excuse me because I, I am from, you know, out of town. And I am a bit really? of, I, I am a bit of a New Yorker <laughs> at the same time. But All right. is there a large Jewish community in St. Paul? I don't there want to is. sound ignorant. In Minneapolis ignorant, like especially. Um, there are two uh, conservative synagogues, over a 1,000 families. Ours was over a 1,000 families. It shrunk a little bit. There's two major reform synagogues. One Temple Israel in uh, Minneapolis itself has over 2,000 families. So I'd say you've got over probably 100,000 Jews in that area and in the surrounding suburbs. And I'm suburbs. sure there's a Chabad center there Oh, gosh, well. yes. I'm very, very uh, connected to everything that's going on Judaically. I, I love that, that you're just friends yeah. with everyone. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You are so entertaining. Thank I'm you. Like, I'm completely wowed. Well, it's a great honor to be here on this radio show and to be able to bring my little craziness of spirituality and music and food. In fact, tomorrow, as I told you, I'm representing this book at the Jewish Book Council. We did it last year, okay? So tomorrow is the day that I give this book along with another 150 authors with new books. We were able to do this again this year, but I didn't do a musical presentation. This time to, uh, when, when I work on it, I'm going to give a completely new musical presentation of what I do with guitar to try to get to another half a dozen to a dozen cities all across North America. Oh, wow. And how can we buy your book? The book is available on Amazon.com, or you can go to CantorMitch.com and email me, and I'll be sure that you get one. But it's now uh, becoming available at more and more Barnes & Nobles all across the country. This is fantastic. Barnes & Nobles has picked it up. Yes. Oh, you lucky guy. I'm getting that lucky. Is, you know that what is I mean? really you know? cool. Like my grandmother always said, you know, you got to have a little mazel. You need a little luck in your life. That's that's yeah. for sure. Everything comes from you know Hashem, from Hashem and, right. and uh, he should continue to guide you. And he's given you such a brach of two things. I say I can only cook. I only know one thing. I know food and I know it well. What did you make last night? What did I make last night? Hmm. What did I put her on the spot? I love you put this. me on the spot. You know I mean? hmm. That's a really good you know? question. I'd like to know what I did five minutes ago. All right. All right. What did I make for dinner last night? Um, well, last night was a little bit tricky because right. it was Thursday night. So right. I had a lot going on. Okay. So okay. can I say that I made reservations? You made reservations. And you know how I made right. my reservations? Okay. That's, I went on to the Great Kosher Restaurant Magazine. Got it. Dot okay. com. Okay. Shout out to you. There, and you, I, there you go. Yeah. And then Shameless. You, um, no way. Of course. And and I made some, res, you know, the reservations. And because I was working late, mm-hmm. my kids need to eat. So I kind of sent them uh, big ones and little ones. So the big ones took the little ones just out to well, eat. Well, just promise me when you're through, when you go on, and I, I say this to the whole crew that's here at the radio station, look how easy it is to make Israeli quiche. Do you like quiche? I love These quiche. quiche. I got it's the only kosher cookbook that I know that has eight quiche recipes inside of it. Oh, uh, well, why you didn't I have this for Shavuos? Ki- I needed this for Shavuos. And milk, you know, I become a sorbet king around the house because that's a wonderful dessert. You ha- don't have to worry about the fleshich and the milchik. Everything is right there where you want it in that cookbook for anything that you want to prepare. And most recipes, I'm telling you, thirty minutes or less. We're going to do a giveaway for our listeners. Absolutely. I spoke to your. Um Publicist. We yes. Can do a giveaway. Good. Do you want to announce it? Okay. 
I'm going to announce. We're okay, going to be go. doing a giveaway to our listeners. If you would like Cantor Mitch's amazing kosher cuisine for a new generation. All you have to do is email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. I will put you in the raffle for drawing, and we will call out your name in about a week or two, um, and you will, uh, Cantor Mitch will send a book out to the lucky winner. It has to be in the United States only, yes. right? Yes, Not Alaska, unfortunately. Well, There's a great yeah. Jewish community there. It is, it is. I have been Anchorage there. Anchorage is great. Yeah, um, but if you live in the contiguous. Did I say that right? United States? I like States? that. Yeah. United States, you can be in to win this amazing book. Um, so thank you very much for joining us I on the show. I have being here. Can I've we... loved playing music. What do you want? What do you want? I want a 15-second song about Shabbat. Oh, Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. Song, oh, Shabbat God. Shabbat Shalom song. Maya Pehayom, Shabbat Shalom, Maya Pehayom. Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom You are amazing so talented not only did you get one gift you got two Thank you. a beautiful voice Great, talented chef, and you're just a fabulous person, and we just love Thank having you. you. Well, I hope to come back and see you in a number of months. Okay. Yeah, and I want to see more music and right. more recipes and okay. get stuff go up on your website. blog. Go to the website. All the listeners, go to cantermitch.com. There's free music downloads. There's a whole lot of things going on, television, events. Check this website out. You won't be sorry. Okay, great. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. You're welcome to stick around, and uh, you're going to switch seats with Alain. Okay, got it. Um, and and uh, join in our conversation. In a little bit, but I have so much to talk to Ilan Kornblum about. They are Ilan Woo! is getting into the hot seat. Now you can rest I, a little, Kantovich. <laughs> how can I follow that, by the way? How wow. cool is I that? I sound like Kermit the Frog, you know, when you I'm on radio. Because well, you also have a very nice voice no, on the no, radio. I don't know. I'll stick to uh, to what I do, but excellent job. Thank really. you, sir. Very it nice. was it was really great. I really enjoyed that. We've never had this kind of genre on table for two no, music. Is, well, I've never cool. been in a radio station that all the guys are wearing kibbutz besides me. So I all right, this. okay. <laughs> Nachum Siegel Network. Here I we love are. It. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste. Better. Okay, you did that well. All right. How are you, spot. sir? Good. I'm great, it's actually. It's been a while a since deep you've breath. been. Yeah, been a while since you've been in the hot seat. Alone. Yeah, yeah. You I'm are always in the hot seat, though. I know. I get you Cavalta, know? You're always in yeah. the hot seat. It's ridiculous. Um, can we just talk about your unbelievable? I mean, besides the magazine that we love and the app that we love, right. when we'll come back to that, sure. we will come full circle. But I'm hitting you up with these crazy questions. This food group. Yeah, it's you know I know that um, you know people love to talk about food and share ideas, but this is beyond anything anything I can imagine. Did you think it was going to be like this? No, you know again, I thank God I've been doing this for ten, twelve years, and you know we have a nice following. But this just hit on something that um, you know there's always been other groups that kind of have like little recipes, a little bit about deals, a little bit. This kind of brought everyone together who who love food. Uh, it was started six six months ago, six yeah, months ago. Talk about talk, talk about the early beginnings and exactly what it is, because okay. not everybody's on social media. So we're gonna catch you up. So again, I, I have a magazine, thank God. I have a website, uh, app, newsletter, all that. So great kosher restaurant. Great kosher restaurant. It's a, an empire. 
But I, I was missing something between... <laughs> it is an um, empire. It's, you're going to listen to this, Cantemich. It's not normal. What no, happens. no. It was something that I felt that um, interactive-wise, I, I was I wanted to get something a little bit more where people can share ideas. And it wasn't just me putting out information, but people can share ideas. So about six and a half months ago, I said there's nothing like a food group you know, on Facebook. So basically just hit me one night. You know, I'm always coming up with ideas in the middle of the night and I'm writing it down and I f- sometimes forget and I remember later. But there should be a group. You know, and it, again, we can talk about Facebook and all the dynamics of what a page is and what a group is, but a group is basically, it's consumer-driven. And it's it's basically where... Um, People can share ideas and share their likes and pictures, and it's very accessible. So I started this about six months ago, right before Kosher Fest, um, and it kind of gradually grew and grew. And it, once it really grew to 2,000, 3,000, it just, just snowballed. We're up to uh, 10,500 in about six and a half months. I remember wow. when it first started, there were like five, 6,000, and they're just and watching the numbers and just, go. And just growing you know, exponentially. How does one join the group? Just just go to Great Kosher Foodies, Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies. Um, it'll pop up right away, and you just join, and usually I'll get it on my phone. And I and accept I think you? About, over about 10,000 of them, I, I approved. So you have to be approved. Um, and we have, we'll get into it. We have policies. We have rules. Um, yeah. I'm very proud of that. You know, it's not a free-for-all. It's not, um, you know, there's no bashing of restaurants. Um, just because this is someone's li- livelihood. I agree, um, yeah. This is someone no who, who works hard, who um, goes every day to try to, you know, put out the best they can. Um, and it's not right for someone to um, blast them. And, you know, and it's one-sided. And this is, by the way, kind of a mission that I've taken upon myself. And I didn't realize when I started this, this is maybe this is something that I've, you know, whether it's a life goal and not to make it too heavy, but it's really something that I, I am proud of um, and, and educating people and teaching people how to, you know, conduct themselves online. And, um, you know, and how to behave in a restaurant. How to behave in a restaurant. So we, we talk about, it runs the gamut. We talk about anywhere from recipes to what, you know, what you recommend, what, um, where should I go, what's open late uh, to... Um, I, you know, should I tip my waiter? What is about, you know, what is about tipping? Uh, I didn't get free hummus, uh, <laughs> with my, uh, uh, my entree, uh, which was hummus gate. We have a lot of gates. Hummus gate. We have a lot of gates I in our group. I must have missed some. There are so many posts that I miss a lot. Yeah, we have a, we, thank God we have about, uh, almost a thousand, uh, posts every week. And if you, if you are not on it, you miss it. And people say their entire wall, their Facebook wall is it's flooded clogged. with, with group, you know, with posts. My phone is always clogged you know, with that. So you can imagine what I'm, I have to moderate. I have to, you know, make sure that everyone is, you know, in line and no cursing and, um, you know what you're actually doing? Language. You're actually doing tikkun olam with food. You're repairing the world with kashrut and with food. It is unbelievably special. Yeah, it's something that's, it's a lot of responsibility, you know, because again, you're, you're gone for a couple hours. Well, help can break oh, loose. <laughs> and it has. Ilan, it has. And, oh, my God. It, we've had some. There's really been a hummus gate, wasn't there? There's been hummus gate. There's been tahina gate. There's been tipping gate. There's been... Uh, it's Def, been it's deflate been, gate. Oh, no, wrong. Yeah. That was the wrong gate. But, so, again, it, it's... And I think, thank God, I think after six months, 
Uh, people are getting it. People, you know, it's not me that has to defend. And again, they're not even defending the restaurant. This is just defending the policy and just being able to uh, have a discussion where people can, you know, respect one another. So I'm not, people say, oh, it's, it's censorship. It's not, we, we allow constructive criticism. We want dialogue. Uh, just don't go online and say this ha- restaurant is horrible. Don't go there. Right, so if you've had, let's talk about this. You've had a bad, just say one has had a, a bad experience in a restaurant. Right. How does one go about um, dealing with it? Okay. That's so, a, that be, best way. My, my slogan or thing that it says, you can't, if you don't speak up at the restaurant, don't speak up online. So okay. if you don't give an opportunity for the restaurant owner to you know, answer you, to explain the situation, it could be 99% of the time it's a misunderstanding. Or it's an explanation of whether you know the owner gets a chance to speak to the customer and say to them, well, the... Um, we apologize. Uh, the waiter was backed up. The kitchen was backed up. Um, a lot of times they can make up. They, they, they can whether comp your dish. They can give you another one. They can invite you back. People just want to be heard. So right. that's which is fine. And the restaurant owners are very happy to They're do very that. Very happy. They rather. He knows them all. Seriously, they, he they knows rather, them all. And I, I speak to the restaurant owners all the time, and they can't can't understand well, if they just would have explained to me. At the restaurant, we could have done something. Ninety-eight you know, percent are going to be accommodated. Really, really, and that's Absolutely. what they want. People think that the restaurant owners are out to get you, no. and they're trying to uh, pull one over you. It's they Not want the you case. to be happy. Right. They want you to come back. So why would they, you know, do something that is going to harm their restaurant? Why would they want someone to to, to bash them on online? So it's really it's it's being able to just let people know. And of course, people are they don't want to. I've heard this where people don't want to get involved. They don't want to speak to the owner. They want to have a good meal. They want to have a night out. They don't want to have to deal with uh, with complaining, Problems. which okay. I understand. I'm not a big complainer, it's, but it's sometimes fun. you need to step you know, up. But on the other hand, if it's enough to complain online, then it does bother you. So what do you do? Okay, so ideally... What's step one? Okay, speak to the restaurant at, at you know the, at, the, the waiter. at the restaurant, the waiter, the waiter, the manager, the owner. That would be, you know, how to go about it because they can then figure out what the problem is. If you speak to them, even if you speak to them the day after... They don't know who your waiter was. They don't know exactly what happened. Right. This, again, the goal is to get them to improve. So if they can figure out what was the problem, they can fix it. They can better it for next time so they won't have the same problem. So that's ideally at the restaurant. If you don't want to get involved, no problem. The next day, email them. Call them up so it's fresh in their minds. So they kind of figure out, okay, what was your dish? What, what time was it at? They can figure it out. If you don't want to speak to the owner, you can speak to me. And oh, open up a can of worms. You are too but kind. I, I have too t- kind. I've taken it upon guy. myself where if you have a problem, um, email me, call me. My phone lights up all the time. With I don't want to post this online, but can you help me out? And you know that's that's fine. I'll hire more people. I'll you know I'll be able to you know figure out a way to you know get a dialogue going. A lot of times. I'll email the owner, and the owner will right away get onto the phone and, and say, please, have them call me. Let me fix it. Um, we had a breakfast gate. If you remember, there was a – right after Mother's Day, someone sent a um, – Gosh, I must have blinked and missed a, it. Uh, something about, you know, <laughs> a platter that wasn't what they felt was a value, which is fine. They, they think it was what they were paying. No problem. It was a 100-post, 100-comment thread within an hour <laughs> – it was all back and forth. I can't believe this. So right away, spoke to the owner. Owner said, please have him call me. They called. They took care of it. Done. Customer's happy. Owner's happy. It's, so everyone's happy. So that's one I'm trying to um, 
I'm trying to teach people. But again, it's a fun group. People, I don't want people to think that you know we're all just about you know we're all about just food rules and it's not. It's we're having a barbecue this Sunday for the group. Right. Yes. Let's talk about that. I, okay. I, we, I, we plan to come. Good. So good. What, what, it's in Prospect Park. In Prospect Park, we we have a permit. We have our own area where you can only barbecue. So there's only areas. In, so we in have Prospect. one has to bring their own grill. No, 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 no. I'm buying ten grills. So ten. So you have plenty of room that people can. We're going to be. We're actually getting uh, the hamburgers and hot dogs donated by Abels and Hyman. Yay! That's thank right, you, Seth, Seth Leber. Right well, Abels and Hyman. people. Sponsor you know, of table for two. Realize, thank God, we have over ten thousand people. It's it's a big. It's a monster. It, it's people were. Um, How many people have actually emailed in? Because I haven't emailed to tell you yet, but. In terms of registering, no, no, or like, just well, emailing, uh, just commenting. Yeah, you just so no, I, no. How many people like plan to come on Sunday to this? We're only going to limit it to about two hundred, two fifty. It's a feed up. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a group meet it's, up. It's, it's a family style barbecue. It's so what not, does that mean? What does that mean? It's not going to. We're not going to hire a caterer. We're not hiring people. We're doing it ourselves. We're going to be behind the grill. So I'll say alarm, pass the tongs. I'll flip a few of these yeah, burgers. Yeah, we're going to be, sh- we're be having shifts, and you know, we want you know, you want to. Talk to your friend over the barbecue. It's it's like in the backyard. What about the buns and the coleslaw? We're going to be buying that, and hopefully we'll get. You know, we we pretty much have uh, sponsors for uh, popsicles, urban pops. <gasps> yeah, you know I remember pops? them. Sure, so I love a, them. It's a very trendy, very hip. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're doing popsicles. We have uh, Ellie's Fresh doing the salads and top, toppers and dippers. Okay. So we're having cucumber salad and all different kinds of. Um, Relish and, and all different kinds of pickles and all that. So we'll have a whole bunch of different uh, sponsors. But it's basically going to be us. It's just going to be us foodies, friends, getting together for the first time. It's also, by the way, the group is – I feel like me, I have friends there. As a, yeah. And the group has brought people together that you would never go – would never come together. We have people in Muncie and Teaneck and, you know, Florida and who, who just get together. The other day I met never, up with somebody who I'm, like, friendly with through the group. Yeah, and I'm like, like, I never met. Yeah, but that's you. So it's it's bringing people who enjoy food, who like to talk about food, and just bringing them closer to, to enjoy it. And it's really it's, it's a family, you know. It's not just a group. And and I'm always posting different surveys and questions. And oh, I'm that's always... so fun! Talk about the Saturday night surveys. Right. This is hilarious. So it's it's just fun stuff just to get an overview. It can be anywhere from what's your favorite uh, appetizer to um, if you had. Um, Three people that you want to eat, you know, who passed away, who you want to have dinner with, who are the three people. It can be anywhere from, um, you know, who, would you bring your kid to a, a restaurant? Would you bring your kid to reserve cut? You know, so it's just topical questions um, that we want to get people, you know, a discussion going and a dialogue. And we have people, we have a thread that had over 600 uh, comments on, on one thread. What was that? Do you it remember? Was, oh, you know what it was? It was yeah. actually funny. It was a restaurant chef who was... Uh, commenting on a customer and him, them, you know, taking advantage or – so we kind of flipped it around. I remember that. I remember that. So we have now – and by the way, it's great because we have chefs and we have owners and we have caterers and consultants and customers all together. So it's not just consumers who are talking. It's it's having the owners talk to the – It's the whole food planet. The whole, right. It's, you know, and it's – so that's that's the best. That's where you can have a dialogue. And again, you can have a dialogue without – Being nasty. You know, with being nasty, with, with being respectful, um, and that's how you, you get far. That's how you're able to solve problems. We're in, interested in fixing it, not just – you know, destroying, destroying and, and promoting issues. So we're very proud of that. And I think that um, a lot has um, 
progressed in the last six months. I can't wait what happens in the next six months. I know. Uh, we've done 40 a- events. I, a couple of weeks ago, we got together it for a tasting great. at it was, Bordeaux. You know what? It's so much fun. Just, you never know. I didn't had no idea what to experience. Right. And it was great, and we had a little bit of a tasting yeah. of knowing what's going to be there, what's going to be in Brooklyn, and then you know we just hung out and schmoozed. Right, that's and what we want to do. We want to do fun. more events, more. So that's again people who from all walks of life to come together and to talk about food. Uh, so that's we're very proud of that. But you know, last couple of weeks have been crazy. Yeah, what's um, going on? Talk to us. What's up and coming? What's up and coming? We're on Good uh, Good Street, New York, on Fox Five. I know. We, uh, we were, He's we were a TV star. No, 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 no. Again, yeah, I'm yeah. a face for radio. Um, <laughs> but I think that uh, we, we you know we did something about the parade. We did. We were at the parade where we got the Potopia to to give out the food to the cast oh, and crew. Ah, falafel, yum uh, yum. So that was good. We were at the Israeli festival. That was big on the Upper uh, West Side on Pier 94. Mm. We are part of that. And again, just June, we're going to be, there's going to be a lot of barbecue competitions. I know oh, we've done yeah, that. I'm going to Kansas. Oh, you are? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I announced it last week. Um, Yosef Silva has been nudging me yeah. and Mendel been nudging me yeah, for Mendel ages. Yeah, Mendel also has been... So he's, are he you was competing? That, are you judging? No, so it's all undecided. So okay. um, I have the Southwest credit card. Okay. Um, the group Get Paid, G-E-T-P-E-Y-D. Yes. Ellie Schreiber. Um, Ellie Schreiber. I'm very, no, very good friends good with guy. him. Um, and the sponsors of uh, the AussieGourmet.com. And and um, he, he always tells me which credit cards to open. So I opened up um, Southwest a while ago and I had like 100,000 points. And I'm like, what am I going to do this summer? You know, I'm going to cook. Did you hear that I'm going to cooking school I heard. In July? That's very cool. That's, <laughs> I'm going that's a great back idea. to the basics, I... sharpen up my skills again. Okay. So um, in August, I'm kind of like two of my kids, two out of four kids will spin sleepaway camp. We've got like, when you're running like one or two kids down, you feel like you're on vacation. Okay. So we thought, let's take those two on vacation and we are going to go to um, St. Louis, Missouri. Got to check out the restaurants right. there. I hear they have an Indian restaurant. They do. <laughs> but in Minneapolis, I think there's a new restaurant, Prime Deli. That opened Fabulous. up. Fabulous. But is that near where Fabulous. I am in, in St. Louis? No, it's in St. Louis Park. Is that St. Far? Louis Park, in, uh, outside of Minneapolis. No, it's not. It's a suburb, and it's where a large contingency of Jews live and two major conservative synagogues. How it far is, is it for me to drive? Because you know I'll drive anywhere. From Kansas City to No, 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 well, from, from St. Louis. No, from Manhattan, St. Louis. No. <laughs> from St. Louis to from drive Louis. to this restaurant. I think uh, five, six hours. Ah, uh, yeah, that's too far. <laughs> no, nah, <laughs> nah, too far. So we're driving. We're going to spend a few days in St. Louis with okay. friends. Right. Um, to Rabbi Moshe and Bela Shulman, a shout out to you and your shul. We're staying with them for a few days, um, our good friends. And then we're driving to Kansas for the weekend, probably Wednesday, Thursday, and spending the weekend with Yosef and Mendel and the whole foodie gang. I think Mordechai Strix is going to come too. And we're going to have, we've got to talk about putting together a team. Okay. So I, t- I just told I just told um, Mordechai and Yosef I might be too old to stay up all night watching a brisket smoking. <laughs> I don't know if I They'll can handle you, that. You can be on the side and I'll wake you up. Right, like wait, my husband would just want to be the eater there, right. chief eater. Um, but I'm really excited about that. Well, There's a Chicago one. Yes, the Long yes, Island one was cancelled this year. Right, right. But Connecticut um, and all that. But I'll, I'll be away oh, in the summer. And Connecticut. Connecticut. We cannot forget. Represent. Our, uh, uh, we cannot Warren. forget. Connecticut. I've got to get Warren in the studio yes. soon. So I've got to plan yeah. a date with him. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot It'll of – It'll be busy, yeah. I'm going to be actually traveling in the summer. Uh, I Where go, are you going? Okay, so – That's here. Kosher food traveling. So here we go. Uh, hopefully, Blue Nader will be uh, California – 
uh, Detroit, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, uh, Florida. Um, That's six. I'm counting six. You know, and then we'll do local. We'll do Philadelphia and all the other New Jersey, New York. But those are the you know, if you need outside. someone to carry your bags. Okay. You know, yeah, always, really. Always, we've, okay. we've done a few little uh, foodie events together. Yes. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, that sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. So I'll be traveling again. This is when I can during the summer. My wife has off. We can yeah, put the kids into nice. day camp, and I can basically be able to travel and eat. So it's a, a lot uh, of eating in my future, he, he as has, always. He has a lot of. You know, exciting perks about his job. Yeah. Okay, so let's now talk about what is opening up. We are in New York. What is opening up soon? There's been a lot of buzz about um, Bedford, I want to say, yes. and Fire. I haven't so, gone there yet, but I'm going to Fire. Right, Fireside? Fi- no. Oh, Fire, Fire, fire. yes. I know, my crazy accent. The Caribbean, right. there's the a Caribbean question. Caribbean Dumbo. Caribbean. Yes. You know, oh, I say Caribbean. Gosh. It's my show, so I get to say okay. Caribbean. It's going to annoy everyone who's listening. Yeah, the I Kosher Caribbean restaurant. Yeah, that's very cool. So a lot of a lot of really nice restaurants opening up. When's Bedford opening up? So Bedford, uh, you know, this is pretty much now. It's it's the early stages. Early June is when they're um, they kind of do a soft opening. So what what's what's a soft opening? What does it mean? What does that mean? Because so not everybody it's knows. It's basically where the restaurant can test out their menu. Uh, people should you know are able to order off the menu, but with the assumption that this is not. Not gonna be their final menu. This is a, this is for the restaurant to train their workers, um, the chef to work out the kinks. So it's it allows people to kind of get an, an exclusive early you know invita- invitation to the restaurant, but be able to the restaurant to um, work out whatever they need to because there's nothing like you know having a restaurant reservation to work at the Kings. You know, you need a couple of weeks for the restaurant to right. kind of get So a, really get a you flow. shouldn't go to a restaurant. If you want to have the perfect restaurant experience, one doesn't go the first no. few I weeks. I always tell people, don't go to the restaurant the first couple of weeks. If you, you know, if this is a, a night out that you're it's special and you want to save, don't. Because the restaurant is working out. You have to You want know a that. kink-free evening. Right. So wait. Do not. And the restaurant will be fine with that. The restaurant, because they know they're going to be getting people who want to try the restaurant out and, you know, test it. So I would wait a month, you know, to try to, This is the first month is always crazy. Right. It's either crazy busy. It's either crazy um, with the, the waiters getting to know the, the menu and the chef, getting to the customers. So I would wait. I would wait a month. But certainly at Bedford, Izzy's Barbecue. Well, yeah, what's going on that? We were just talking about that uh, last week. Welcome to the restaurant world where he has been like in the works yeah. for a year. Amsterdam Burger, there was a big right. buzz. So again, there are a lot of we're times waiting. it's permits, it's um, fire, fire permits, it's and stuff. yeah, yeah, it's it's the health department, and it's not anything that the restaurant has done bad. It just these takes are takes time, it takes time, and that's why the restaurant never likes to say when they're going to open. But of course. Of course, me wants to, you know, create a buzz, create a buzz, and say, "Oh, there's up. a new restaurant opening up," and everyone's like, "When, when, when is that coming?" Um, so people have to be patient. Uh, but again, it's excitement. There's a new restaurant opening up in Soho. Oh, what's it we, called? We can't say yet. Oh, are you not saying it? I can't. But oh, I. Fla- oh, wait, Fleischig or Milchig? Ooh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, it's Fleischig's. It's Fleischig's. Okay, Fleischig's. he's giving us, a, he's throwing us okay. a bone. Um, Soho. I did so that, notice that there's going to be a Milchig restaurant opening where that restaurant used to be down the stairs on Broadway. Um, Milk and Honey? Okay, yeah. In downtown what, Yeah, downtown yeah. by Wall Street. There yes. used to be like Great American Health 
bar or right. American cafe. So Milk and Honey is coming. That's another restaurant that's been in the works for a while. So okay, I did honey, not know that. I was uh, there a couple a, of weeks another, ago. There's another nice upscale restaurant opening up in Wall Street. Oh, nice. Um, can't say yet. It's but coming back. It's really like it, yeah, since, it took a long time so from me, September 11th, 2001. Uh, that was a shame. Oh, I, um, that, was, that was one of the best restaurants. I, I, I don't know them personally. I met them when we were in Boston the restaurant. And, I love that was one of the best restaurants. You know what? We were talking with Canterbury Mitch all about Mazal right. and everything comes from Hashem. They came, they opened a restaurant. It was working. It was going. It was a very Occupy Wall Street. You get lucky Finish. sometimes. Yeah, it was a meat it and dairy restaurant and just, under the OU, right near the right, OU. Right. It was. And so now, so now there's maybe four or five restaurants uh, in, in downtown. I, I, you know, I used to live here on the Lower East Side, right. and I remember when they had a Lama Raid. Did you know I that? Do. A Lama Raid downtown, yes. and I remember the first week they were open, everything was 50% off, so all the Lower East Siders would go there every night for dinner. Um, and that closed September 11, 2001. Yeah. They yeah. never reopened again, and I think the area now, 14 and a half years later, is finally getting back. It's, what, you know yeah. what? It's close to Brooklyn. I mean, we have so Reserve we have Car. People, but... Reserve Car is doing amazing. Um, and so you have people who, you know, it's while it's kind of centered, I think, because it's close to Brooklyn, close to Manhattan. Um, and I think people, it's different. People like to kind of go out at night, you know, to, to this quiet Wall Street area. It's dead quiet at night, isn't it? Yeah. But it's hopping in, in, in the restaurant. Right. I was I was at uh, Reserve Car, I want to say in February, and I've spoken about this on my show. Um, I was at Reserve Cart in February. It was a freezing cold yeah. night, but we got good parking because it was right, very quiet. Right. Every time I've gone, and we I've out, got the parking. restaurant was packed, packed and it was fabulous. Right. I recently met um, Albert. Albert. Albert Allahan. Albert guy. Yeah, it was. It was there, and I met with um, the all kinds of um, Rick and Hakin and all and, that. And, and, and the rapper AB the way, was there. Yeah. Um, Reserve Cart will be on the cover. <gasps> Of the 2016 Great Kosher Restaurants magazine. Good for you We're and very good proud for them. To have them. Good for them and good for you. We're very um, proud. That's that's. When awesome. is that? When is that kind of come okay, out? Okay, so between, uh, no pressure, no rush. No, no, We're not going to hold it onto it. It's not a restaurant opening. Between the foodies group and the app and the website, hoping after the holidays, um, you know. Oh, okay. Roshana, yeah. After that, it'll give me the summer to travel, find out what the new restaurants Update. are. Right, all that and. Uh, We've hired more staff to. I know. You know to I do love it. So Hannah. I Hannah's never, great. I never met her before, yes. and it was really great. I love hanging out with your crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was. Oh, I just had something on the tip of my tongue. Um, your app. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the app because we've covered the magazines, the restaurants, the Facebook page. We'll go into the website soon, but um, that app is a lifesaver yeah. sometimes. The app is, I'm very proud of it because it's not just a listing of a phone number address. It's it's alive. Like you said, it's pictures, has menus, you can make reservations, you can contact, contact the restaurant. So it allows people to be on their phone um, to search by location. You can search by zip code. Um, I'm just actually popping it up on my thing. I'm going to hold it up you know, uh, and, from my iPhone. And people can go to access to the foodies um, and Does that pop up on the screen for those of you who are watching at home? We have over a thousand restaurants. A thousand restaurants. So you can see more here on the app than are actually in the magazine. Yeah, the magazine has all the featured restaurants, uh, 
pictures and menus and articles and all that. So, but with the app, we wanted to get every single restaurant so no one has any issue if they want to find something in Minneapolis or in Alaska or anywhere. Yeah, there's nothing in Alaska. Yeah, so Chabad. <laughs> Chabad. God, yeah, I love it. Good. Rabbi, Mindy and Esty Greenberg, I love them to pieces. So you know, when I was in Sydney um, last July for my cousin's wedding, I turned on the apps and the, all it did was find – when I, from Sydney, all it did was find anything. Um, it found it in um, Los Angeles. Yeah. 9,000 miles it. away, no, you, you have Beverly Tye. So, <laughs> thank God. There's so many restaurants in, in the States that were busy just updating that. So eventually we'll, we'll have for Israel and Australia. But uh, Australia's like, there's like seven restaurants. Yeah, we're spoiled can, here. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And there's going to be some restaurants opening up on the Lower East Side, so they say. I hear that. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm I waiting. All my well, friends here are waiting. They have great. The, have you been to the kosher the kosher market here? No, we've talked about it. I know. The I, pizza there is amazing, and the sushi is fabulous. Really? Yeah, good sushi everywhere. You know. I know. It's, where is there a kosher pizza shop these days that doesn't sell well, sushi? But I make you know people make fun and they joke, but it makes sense. You know, it's it's sushi is it's it can be in a meat dairy restaurant. It's all part of. Uh, you don't need a kitchen. You just need a little space with a sushi bar. Right. And, in go in go It's in the corner. And, got- and you can have a fresh, fresh sushi, and it can be on par with a non-kosher restaurant. You're getting the same tuna and salmon th- that anyone else is getting. And it's just a question of make sure it's getting fresh, make sure the chef knows how to cut it and all the spices. And the- You know what? I love the eel sauce. You can't eat sushi without right. the eel sauce. And to and me, it ties like it sauce. all together. Like, well, eel sauce. So we call it sweet sauce for us. Sweet sauce. For us uh, in- Jewish uh, people. The Heimishes. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, there's so much that we can do that with, with sushi, which is, again, why it's, it's there's so much variety and so many things that you can do. So that's why also it lends to having every restaurant do it because people want it. If the demand wasn't there, you know, the restaurants wouldn't do it. So because people are asking for it, it's people are going to do it. That's it. Right. Okay. One, as we go towards the end of our show. It's been an action-packed show today. Yes. We've had uh, Cancer Mitch singing and entertaining us as well as talking about his excitement for food as well as his music. Um, but we're talking here with Alain Cornblum, uh, CEO, Executive Director of Great Kosher Restaurant Magazine slash app slash uh, website, website slash newsletter. food group. Newsletter, by the way. Newsletter. Yeah, I look forward to that you every You know week. what? It's, it takes about three to four days to put the newsletter together. And every time I send it out – it's, there's about 15 openings, uh, updates. So uh, people should go on to our website. You can go to greatkosherrestaurants.com, the top right where it says join our email list. Put it in. We have over 25,000 uh, email addresses that we send it to. Oh, my God. And wow. it takes pretty much what we do on the foodies. It puts it in one concise email where you get everything that's, you know, openings, uh, food events, uh, foodie news, um, All the news deals. that's fit to print or eat. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a nice way to be able to get a, a cup of coffee and just scroll through it and keep you up to date on everything that's happening in the in the industry. Okay, now let's just talk about your scavenger hunt. I know you had tremendous well, success yeah, last I, year. I, by the way, I was just thinking of that imagine because I didn't have this group. Okay, so this is what we're going right. to talk about now. I can't imagine. Can you imagine this group? In that scavenger oh hunt, God. Alan, it's going to be like on steroids, yeah. man. Last year we How had, we we had people uh, washing dishes at restaurants, 
We had them rollerblade into. We had them serve at restaurants. We had them. We try had a clue. A clue was given out right, here on table for two. We'll do that again. So how people, are you going to manage so, this? Yeah, we'll we'll be really cool. I'm going to have it even bigger. Of uh, course, Elon thinks big. Transatlantic. We're going to have people from Chicago sending a message to people in LA, sending them back to New York. Uh, video. We're going to do a lot of videos now. I think we're going to be doing a lot of videos in general. I want to do live stream. People, that was, that was so, so funny. funny. We went out to eat and we like live streamed some yeah, part of it. It was just something that we thought of one day. And so imagine us just going to a restaurant and just taking people with us and live streaming, you know, just the scene. Not just what we're eating, but just the whole. I've been talking about this with you for two right, years already, right, right? right? Someone had this idea that right. we should do the, a right. live stream. Um, we do live streaming of Table for Two from Gourmet Glut uh, every uh Few months we do a we do a live right. show from Gomeglat. Yes. We've yes. had you yes. on the show, and we'll hope to have you back in Gomeglat. Then it's a really busy time of the year for everyone. I think like the summer's in peak, and everyone's ready to eat. And yeah, weather's beautiful. People love to be out and eat and barbecue and uh, and just socialize. So it's a lot a lot going on. Thank God we're in a good period right now. The direction is going up. Uh, the palate is, the consumer is more sophisticated and more educated. Um, I think they're demanding more, and I think that because of what we're doing and what you're doing, it's people enjoy it and appreciate it. So I'm, I'm very excited. You know, in the, the next couple of months, we've got a – I mean, I know it's it's still considered spring, but, we, you know, as this summer dies down and the fall kicks in, we've got things to look forward to as well, such as kosher food bloggers. If, the, if there's a, some sort of a seminar or conference uh-huh. – um, and then there's kosher, kosher fast, kosher feast, kosher feast, and then kosher fest. And oh, yeah. I look forward to that all the time. Yeah. I always feel like there's always something new, new coming out. My favorite part of the week is when I get these emails about where can I go to eat next. Yeah. I have made my way through crazy restaurants, and um, Esther Mendelovich. Um, I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry, Esther. Um, because <laughs> I'm always reading it. Right. So Esther posted a great post, and that this was like how this whole foodie group works, and we're coming back to that a little bit, but um, that she'd gone to a, a tasting menu at Paradise. I'm like, oh, yeah. I never heard about that. Right. So I went to the tasting menu at Paradise. One foodie feeds another foodie, right. literally. Right. You know, and it's 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 so much fun. And did, a bunch of us would just go out to eat. Right. Yeah, people see what uh, they ask, <clears throat> again, what they recommend. So people see, and again, it's all about visual. Food is very much about visual. You eat with your eyes first. No, I so, say, we say that all the time. So if you're seeing something, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram, which we're very big on now, um, and people, something that appeals to you, you know, that's what is going to make you go to the restaurant. So that's what we're all about, and just showing, showcasing and celebrating food. And being able to just... Uh, Instagram is hilarious. They're talking about celebrating food, right? You cannot cook something or go out to eat for right. something without putting on an Instagram. I say that I never made it unless I posted right. on, on, right. on Instagram. And there's been all these memes uh, and also these you know cartoons of, of like a scene where you have the social media you know food bloggers taking pictures with the... Hanging, know, everyone hangs right, to get the right, right. angle and, and the right shot. And other people just eating their food. But the you problem know? is, unfortunately, the food gets cold. And then right. the people go, oh, my food was right. cold when it so came to me. Well, you spent 40 minutes right. taking pictures of your food. Right. Of course it's going to be right. ruined. So there's, there's been studies about that. There was an article about oh, it yeah. of what you know what it is now and what it was 10 years ago. And people really are. And it's really something that people are taking pictures. They're talking to their friends. They're getting the waiter. Take a picture of us together. Um, so within reason, people have to realize you know, that um, you, know, you take a picture – but, you know, enjoy it. Right. Restaurants 
restaurateurs are becoming like mini celebrities, kosher celebrities. Like you go to a restaurant and you want to meet the the, the chef and right. Um, you know, it's, yeah, then owner, and again, it's something that bring people together. That's really what it is, and it's it shouldn't be that just a customer versus owner. It should be a, you know someone inviting them to their home, to their house, enjoying. And there's nothing, no greater pleasure than you know allowing a customer to appreciate you know what you put out and to, you know to satisfying them. So this is what the owners want. They just want people to enjoy. I got together with three friends for Shabbat lunch. I'm not going to say who they are, but they're two other major food bloggers, and we all had Shabbat lunch together. We're laughing our heads off that there was not a camera around because right. it was Shabbat, right, right. and we could not take a picture of the fabulous right, food. Right. Each one of us tried to make something fabulous to impress our friends. And, and Maybe they'll make an app for that. Or uh, <laughs> yeah, or, don't even want to go. No. But you know what? I'm so happy... Not to the, you know, no, shovel water. No I had three days of yes. shovel water. I kind of felt like I detoxed uh, a little bit. Yeah. My brain during the week is always like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Right. It's not good. I actually no, feel I, like a little, I don't want to say the word addicted. i got to really like right. watch it. I want to be in the present and be present. Right. Not be, be here and be somewhere else. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. it's something I'm working on on myself. Did you hear that, Nachman children? I'm working on it. <laughs> my kids are like, oh, we can't eat till you take your picture. Right, We're hungry. Right. No, my, my family knows. Yeah. You know, they make jokes. Uh, but, but again, what I, I love showcasing the food. So right. if for me, taking the picture, it's, it's, it's almost half of what, you know, enjoying right. the experience and letting other people, you know, share in it. So I, I'm looking for the perfect shot. I'm taking 10, 20 different shots of one dish just to make sure that it captures the essence. So you know how crazy people are about all these postings? I checked into a certain restaurant. I am not naming anybody. I checked in, but then I didn't post my pictures for a few more hours. Oh so somebody God. noticed, did you not like that restaurant? Right, right. Oh, my God. I re- it's like having a bit of a stalker. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was right. great. And I, appreciated, I appreciated that people, like, consider me someone right. to either a thank you, listen to, um, or, like, see what I'm eating because they're like, they thought I didn't enjoy my meal. I said, no, I just didn't go around. Right. I was going out with friends who are not in social media, right. and I didn't want to insult right. them by taking pictures posting. and posting from the I restaurant know. with all the hashtags, text forever. So I kind of did it later, and like, no, I just haven't got around to it. Right. So you got almost got a preface by saying, you know, pictures are coming, you know, we're right. enjoying our meal, yeah, like, you know, wait for it. So this way they know that. I've know. got to learn etiquette, but I thought it was really funny that actually two people picked up on it. Oh. So I thought it was like, oh, okay, I'm, I better, yeah, you know. Be careful, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Sharing the love of food. Yeah. I love to share a quick what's for dinner segment uh, sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Glut that will carry off until our last minute. Was last week. Uh, we were talking about eggplants, and I just wanted to throw in an eggplant recipe that is my favorite. Um, I cut eggplants up into little, like, um, I spear it down and then across, so I get, like, little wedges of eggplant. I roast it with salt and olive oil at 400 degrees on a cookie sheet lined with parchment paper. When that's softened, I then take all the colored cherry tomatoes that are in season right now. I go make, like, Harry's yellow ones and red ones and black ones, and I make a whole... Um, maybe three cups worth, all sliced in half. I take fresh garlic, fresh lemon juice, cilantro. If you hate cilantro, you can use parsley. My mouth is watering while I'm giving this recipe over. A little olive oil and a little cumin. If you don't like the cumin, you can leave it out. Mix it all together. You have the most fabulous, fabulous um, eggplant tomato salad. Gourmet Glut does their best to get you the freshest uh 
vegetables and fruit from um, the farms and, and out from the markets to be brought to our tables uh, right here in New York and in the Five Towns area. And I'm sure everyone's local supermarkets are doing their best. Um, this has been a really action-packed show. <laughs> Thank you, Cantor Mitch. Thank you for coming. It's been wonderful to be with you guys. It's great. You are very it's wonderful th- to meet you as well. <laughs> you have both of very you. Very good. Here's great. Now, can you? I'll vote- see you on Cold Nidre. Wait, That's wait. Right. Can you do my voice? Your, vo- Your Australian, my <clears throat> Australian accent. I don't know. Can I do your Australian accent? I'll try very hard to do it. Now he sounds British, right, no, everyone? No, too much British. Too much Australians, British. too much of a we'll, stretch. We'll hang, we'll hang out more, and I we'll, we'll hang we'll out practice. more. I look forward to that. All right, thank you, Alan, for My coming, and uh, we pleasure. look forward to Sunday. Is the weather going to be good? I hope so. I hope so. so. We have a whole day. Hashem, please. So we have, we're barbecuing. <laughs> you no do your what. bit. We'll do ours. Yeah. Yeah. So Lovely. We'll, we're looking forward to it. We'll post pictures and people go to go to greatkosherrestaurants.com or go to greatkosherfoodies.com. That takes you right to the Facebook page, by the way. Okay, great. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. Stay listening to music on the stream right up until Lich Benching. I want to wish everybody a good Shabbos. Happy cooking. Bye. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>